We go over the latest macro data and biggest analyst calls, MasterCard beats expectations, new core delivers solid numbers, and Apple is making a push into the payments terminal space. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. We're back and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pounding The Table. I'm your host, Luke Donay, and what in the world is going on in the markets today? Well, we're moving into the green in so far. So it's currently 10.22 a.m. We have the Dow Jones up 570 points, NASDAQ up 176, and the SP 500 up 65. So some pretty darn solid stuff there, sector by sector, group by group. What do we see? We see every single sector in the green today. Communication services leading the way up 2.07%. Meanwhile, the number one worst performing sector on the day is consumer statistical up just 0.34%. Now, shifting into the biggest headlines of the day, we're going to kick it off with GDP data. So we did get um, a final reading on GDP for the year of 2021. So definitely uh, numbers we want to pay attention to. So gross domestic product, we are going to start with what in the world, if you do not know and you wonder what gross domestic product is, well, all gross domestic product is, GDP, is the sum of all goods and services produced during a certain time period. In this case, October through December is the period we are looking at and that increased GDP increased 6.9% on an annualized basis or and or pace um so when you compare that to what the analysts were expecting out of dow jones they were expecting 5.5 percent um and we saw 6.9 percent growth so a solid uh beat um when it came to expectations in gdp so gdp coming in ahead of expectations now this is also um an increase that was well above or is well above uh the unrevised 2.3% growth in the third quarter that we saw. So fourth quarter GDP coming in pretty darn solid. Now, what were the drivers of GDP growth um, according to the data here? What are we seeing in the data and what drove this data? And according to reports, key drivers um, included strong consumer activity, an increase in private inventory investment, and then finally, exports and business spending. Those were key drivers of GDP um, in the final months of 2021. So GDP seeing a solid bump. Now, if you take a look, um, the quarter brought an end to 2021 overall, and the year as a whole saw a 5.7% increase in annualized GDP. Um, so overall, a solid year because that is indeed the strongest pace we have seen GDP move since 1984. So definitely some solid improvement in the economy coming off, of course, of this pandemic that we have been dealing with that definitely um, created a lot of issues within the economy and definitely some slowdown. Now, shifting into jobless claims, what in the world is going on with jobless claims? We get these every week, and now we have initial unemployment claims once again, totaling 260000 for the week ended January 22nd. Now, that is down 30000 from the previous period. Economists were expecting 265,000 applications, so this number below the analyst expectations, but once again, this is unemployment claims, so we don't want to see crazy unemployment claims, so this is good that this number is lower. Now, on an annualized or an unadjusted basis, uh, claims retreated to 267,573 last week, so some solid numbers when it comes to unemployment claims. Now, if we look at continuing claims, 
And once again, these run a week behind, but continuing claims for state benefits advanced to 1.68 million in the week ending January 15th. So overall, what are we seeing here? We are seeing uh, initial unemployment claims coming down, but at the same time, we are seeing those continuing claims the week prior um, still increasing. So it'll be interesting to see where those continuing claims come out next week or in the coming weeks. Now, shifting into capital goods. What in the world do we have going on when it comes to goods? Well, new orders for U.S.-made capital goods per Reuters um, were unexpectedly unchanged, according to reports, and in December. So taking a look, orders for long-lasting goods, those declined 0.9% for December, which was worse than the 0.6% drop forecasted by economist and analyst. Taking a look, orders for durables hit their lowest point that we have seen since April of 2020, possibly showing that we saw some slowdown in the end of 2021 and also decline in durables or orders for durables was driven mostly by this 3.9% slump that we saw in transportation orders. So overall, um, the capital goods data is pretty much telling us goods data, orders for long-lasting goods. This data is telling us that we might have seen a little bit of a slowdown at the end of 2021, but at the same time, GDP uh, actually surprised going into the end of last year. So overall, pretty solid economic data all around this morning nothing terribly bad um, and definitely some positive highlights. Now, shifting into MasterCard, we're going to touch on their earnings real quick. So they delivered an earnings per share of $2.35 for their fourth quarter. The estimate was $2.19. So they did beat the mark when it came to EPS. They posted revenue for the fourth quarter of $5.22 billion, which also exceeded the expectation of $5.13 billion. So a beat both when it came to earnings per share and revenue, some solid stuff there. Now, they reported a fourth quarter net income of $2.38 billion. And if we take a look at the full year, because of course this was Q4, so they rounded out their full year. Um, Over the course of their full year, they reported a profit of $8.69 billion and or $8.76 per share in total revenue of $18.88 billion. So a pretty solid fourth quarter for MasterCard and a pretty darn solid year for the company. Taking a look at the initial reaction to this news, we currently see MasterCard actually trading somewhat to the downside down 18 cents. Uh, Pretty much even now, it actually just ticked up as we were speaking um, up 0.4 cents. So Definitely something to pay attention to. MasterCard delivering um, some solid numbers. Now, shifting in to the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had Bank of America reiterating Alphabet as a buy. Bank of America went on to say, quote, our ad checks on search suggest search growth deceleration in the fourth quarter versus the third quarter, but also just deceleration was less than the street estimates. So in essence, Bank of America, I'm reiterating Alphabet as a buy, in essence saying that, look, we are seeing, according to our data, some deceleration um, in search in the fourth quarter, but not as bad and or um, as, you know, something that would really change their outlook on Alphabet, on the stock, and therefore we still like it. And also it was not nearly as bad as what the street was estimating. Now we also had JP Morgan reiterating Amazon as a top pick today. JP Morgan went on to say, quote, however, we still believe Amazon becomes a cleaner story through 2022, and it remains our overall top idea. Shares are also trading below 13 times 2023 EEBDA, which we believe creates a compelling opportunity. So JP Morgan believes that 
Amazon possibly somewhat cheap here. Um, and honestly, it seems that they are uh, pretty darn bullish when it comes to the company. They think the sell-off has gone too far, and that uh, definitely they believe you can be jumping in here. Now, we also had Morgan Stanley reiterating Tesla as overweight. Morgan Stanley went on to say, quote, Tesla was already the most profitable major auto company in the world, but is now emerging as the most cash flow generative auto company in the world, pound for pound, as production cost may be in position to further gap down with the introduction of new plants and radically new manufacturing techniques. So Morgan Stanley saying here, look, guys, um, Tesla they're a pretty strong company, especially when it comes to cash flows. Now you take a look at this company and their profitability is much better than a lot of these legacy automakers. And therefore we are liking this name and reiterating it as overweight. Now we also have Piper Sandler upgrading service now to overweight from neutral. Piper Sandler went on to say, quote, subscription billings, acceleration and large deal strength punctuated a solid fourth quarter result for service now. But we note FX headwinds drove a revenue result more in line with street estimates. So, Piper Sandler, liking what they saw out of ServiceNow earnings, uh, basically upgrading it overweight from neutral, but still saying, look, we do see some FX uh, headwinds that brought those earnings down a tad bit. Um, and therefore, maybe the street isn't viewing uh, these earnings with their full potential or their, uh, honestly, um, full I would say, in essence, uh, full factuality, if that's even a word, um, the street is not looking at these numbers how they should be seen, at least according to Piper Sandler. Piper Sandler seems to think that these numbers were better than what people are giving them credit for. Now, we also had a call on Okta by Goldman Sachs, reiterating the company as a buy. Goldman Sachs went on to say, quote, among these, we prioritize Okta and 10B, where our survey work and channel checks reflect greater potential for upside relative to expectations near term, in addition to potential mismatch of performance versus expectations long term. So, it seems Goldman Sachs continues to like Okta, especially based on their survey work and channel checks. Now, shifting into a call by Needham, initiating coverage of Planet Labs as a buy. Now, Planet Labs is a smaller name. It used to be a SPAC. I mean, I'm going to get right into this because I know a lot of people have been interested in this company and were at one point. So, Needham goes on to say, quote, Planet Labs is a leader in next-gen Earth observation, EO, with a fully operational 200-satellite fleet capable of imaging 350 mm square kilometers of area per day, or two times the Earth's landmass and a cloud-native analytics platform. So, in essence, what you are seeing there is Needham saying, look, guys, this company is the leader in their industry. They have a pretty darn solid moat, um, you could even say, and therefore, we believe that this sucker is a buy at its current levels. Now, we also had Bank of America downgrading Toll Brothers to underperform from buy company went on to say, quote, we expect Toll Brothers to underperform on a relative basis versus peers given we see Toll as more exposed to rising mortgage rates compared to other home builders given homeowners that are locked into a favorable fixed rate mortgage are less likely to trade to a new home if financing costs are higher. So, Bank of America, looking at the housing market, they're looking at what mortgages are doing, and they are not really liking the outlook for Toll Brothers 
pushing it down, downgrading it to underperform from buy. Now, shifting away from the biggest analyst calls of the day, we need to talk about Nucor earnings real quick, and I want to touch on these numbers. So, Nucor delivered a net income of $2.25 billion and or $7.97 per share. That is up from $398.8 million or $1.30 per share a year ago. So, a solid year-over-year improvement when it came to net income. Taking a look at the estimate that did beat the estimates for earnings per share of $7.85. So they beat the mark. Um, and then shifting into sales, actually, sales grew 97% for new car to $10.36 billion. Now, the average sale price per ton increased 99%. Now, taking a look at the consensus estimate when it came to sales, it was $10.45 billion. So, while Nucor did see some solid growth, 97% year over year, it still missed the mark um, given that it came in, sales came in at $9.36 billion and the estimate was $10.45 billion. So, slightly missing when it comes to sales. And then finally, total steel mill shipments rose 1% overall. Not a terrible quarter for Nucor, but definitely um, comparing it uh, to other names that have reported so far this week, it wasn't an outsized beat compared to some others. Now, shifting into this headline out of Apple to round out the show. And we definitely need to focus on this. Now, all this reporting is per Bloomberg and Reuters, and we're going to dig right into it because it seems, according to um, these two media companies, Apple is planning a new service that will let small businesses um, essentially accept payments directly through their iPhones um, without really any extra hardware whatsoever. So I am going to read a paragraph actually from the Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg article that reported on this. So here it is, quote, the company has been working on a new feature since around 2020 when it paid about $100 million for a Canadian startup called Moby Wave that developed technology for smartphones to accept payments with the tap of a credit card. So essentially what Apple is doing here or reportedly has been working on is in essence using the NFC or the near field communications chip that are in all of these iPhones to allow um, entrepreneurs, companies to accept payments through their iPhone. They won't need an extra accessory, kind of like what Square produces. You know, you plug it into your phone and then you scan the card. You're not going to need that anymore because they're saying here that Apple has been working on this technology that is, according to this report, potentially going to be rolling out in the next few months with a software update that will literally allow you to tap your phone to a card and it will automatically process the payment. There's there's no scan, there's nothing. It's as simple as a tap. And that is absolutely huge. And that would also, if Apple rolls this out and does it all on their own and integrates with Apple Pay, well, Guys, that's a huge threat to this company called Square, obviously, which used to be known as Block, which is now Block, but obviously, you know, that's a huge threat to Square, and that's definitely something to pay attention to, because this makes it so much easier for anyone with an iPhone in a business to accept payments at the end of the day, or at least much more efficient, um, and that's what Square used to be about. So, it seems Apple's trying to make a run at Square's industry. It's definitely something to pay attention to. And this new payment terminal feature um, could be a huge addition to Apple Pay. So, a big-time report coming out of Apple, coming out of Bloomberg, when it comes to their push into payment terminals and payments in general. Now, that is the show. I want to thank you all for listening once again to another episode of The Briefing. We will be back, of course, tomorrow um, with the biggest analyst calls, biggest headlines of the day. But tomorrow's also the weekly recap where we go over the biggest moments of the week and biggest headlines of the week also. Now, in the meantime... 
I want you all to go get my boys over at Pounding the Table a listen on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. Also, please go give me and my team a follow at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, we are also published there. And if you have any feedback on the show, simply at me on Twitter. If you want to see a stock broken down, deep dived on, or you have a headline you'd like us to cover, just at me on Twitter, at Luke Donay. Give me a follow there, um, and I will try to keep up with all of your comments and all of your DMs. In the meantime, easy profit trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.